too many Tic Tacs in the town. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 3.38 starting time. Please welcome from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Matthew Wiley. Play away, please. I bring the boom, I bring the thunder. Legion of doom in the dungeon of plunder. Hey, Golf Lady 195. I'm going to cough on the Matt Wiley Network. It's the John Deere Classic Week. Thank you to uh, thank you to Chris Durrell for the sheets every week. Jager bombs underscore something. Um, Green Square Golf. Form, course, form, course, history. You need it. Greensquare.golf. And Old Navy. Brought to you by Old Navy. It's fine. It's fine. This podcast isn't brought to you by Old Navy. However, I'm saying that should Old Navy ever sponsor this podcast, my goal as a brand marketer would be to say, why isn't your tagline, it's fine. Everyone just doesn't buy Old Navy because of the stigma of it, but it's the best fucking clothes. Yes, they last three washes, but who cares? It's fine. It's fine. Hear that, Squeaky Chair? Also brought to you by Squeaky Chair. Why pay more? You think after seven years I get a new chair. But who cares? Sitting here watching the match... Uh, no DraftKings contest this week as of right now. I haven't heard from DraftKings. I think we're just going to wait till the Open Championship. But typically we have weekly contests, $5, 300 entries, no rake, uh, fully guaranteed. You get a guest show spot if you want. Whatever. Meet meet a content creator in the DFS space. Look, don't touch but I'm watching here, so not, nothing this week as of yet. Perhaps they put one out tomorrow or today. Who knows? Who cares? Who cares? It's content. Everyone's worried about content. It's too much content. This, tr- this chair is unbelievably squeaky right now. Uh, watching the match. The match with Bryson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Phil Mickelson. First of all, the scenery of the big sky in Montana why do we, I, live where we, I, live? Look at this place. I've seen, we've seen a moose, a wolf, a fucking grizzly bear eating berries. It's immaculate. The air is pristine. Everyone's happy. There's no people for like 50 miles. Phil's, Phil and, and, uh, Tom Brady are getting their head smashed in. Aaron Rodgers is an incredible golfer. Two down with two to play, three to play. Good luck. The spotters are getting every Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady for his to his credit are carrying their pro partners. Bryson and Phil are snap hooking everything. The spotters have to climb into the forest, the mountains of Big Sky. Montana to fetch and spot these balls. These guys are going to get eaten by pumas. Secondly, they all are blonde. It's like the entire Von Trapp family has been hired by TNT for the show. Thirdly, why aren't they drinking? You want to make this interesting? I was talking to a pro golfer. Make this interesting. Have these guys get wasted. None of them are talking. They're all drinking like vitamin water. Have them drink every... Look at that. Look at that. A nice flare out to the right by Tom Brady. Into the forest. How are these guys like a four handicap? This is proves to you that they're not. There's no way. 
They've lost 18 balls. There, there are four handicaps on mulligans. There's no way Tom Brady's shooting a 76 on the regular. No way. None. And then DraftKings, DraftKings goes out with, I think on the 12th, 10th or 11th hole, Bryson and Rodgers are up one. It was plus 100 for them to win. So everyone unloaded the clip on them at plus 100. It was a really good line. Two holes later, DraftKings must have gotten the books completely backwards. They're minus 10,000. Someone in their live betting team is getting fired. It's not bad. I haven't heard any of the banter, but the, the scenery is amazing, and the golf's been pretty good. Bryson and Rogers, I'm, I'm rooting for because they seem like cooler guys. Tom Brady completely tilted on losing anything, and uh, Phil's wearing a weird hand bandage. So, whatever. They should be drunk. You want to make this interesting? Make them drunk. In fact, I'm going to tweet that. And then mid-contest here, mid-contest here, uh, Rain Wilson, Rain Wilson, am I, this is the office guy, Rain Wilson, am I alone in thinking that golf is not just boring, but it's actually truly evil? Like, shut the f- like, get the, shut the fuck up, bud. You attention-seeking actor. Give us, so all of us making one one trillionth of what you're making off, off residuals, off the office, just want to enjoy Americans' parklands on the weekend and play an hour of golf when we have kids and obligations and everything. And you're saying it's truly evil. Why? Why? Because here's what, he, what they were saying. That in Vegas at Shadow Creek, amazing golf course, it could have been a parkland with amenities. Are you stupid? You think that Shadow you think that the desert is lacking in land space for parks? That Shadow Creek took it all up? A golf course is a park! You moron. We're walking on a park in the outdoors every day. We're conserving land and animals, clearly. There's bears and moose and wolf and bryson and the Von Trapp family. You moron. How much did it... You think this is a carbon cost that golf's costing? Rain is free. It falls from the sky. It goes to the earth and into your toilet. You can't kill water molecules, you dummy. Stop trying to take away the one second of the week that we enjoy. Rain Wilson. Ooh, I'm, I'm eccentric. What was the carbon cost per episode of The Office? And what is the carbon cost during and post-office of the trillionaires it made? To, fi- to, to fly Steve Carell around the world for a press conference in a private jet. But yes, let's go after the local muni club for being evil. It just made me mental even thinking about that. Yes, Harvey Weinstein, not evil. Your industry is evil, you idiot. Evil, yes, golf courses are evil, but the industry that you're in that makes you trillions is not. Let me cite the examples. Get me on a stage to debate you. Also, put a space between your first name and last name on Twitter. You live on five acres of land, as someone said. I'm heated about that. Gosh. I'm nothing. Not liberal or anything. Nothing. I'm just stopping. Stop holding to these ridiculous beliefs and just staying shit for attention. On both sides. You want a park? Build one. Go build a park. There's plenty of land in the, in the North Americas. Uh, as for the John Deere Classic, it's a very easy course that requires a lot of birdies. Strangely, 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 out of all the places that I don't have a lot of notes on, this is one of them. I don't know why. It's a classic American tournament on the PGA Tour 
but it's 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 unusual in that you have these winners who just blow out strokes game putting, which you have to have if you want to if you want to win this tournament and make a ton of birdies, like Michael Kim. Michael Kim is is arguably the most unusual win in the last five years on tour. In that he comes off fifty miscuts. I'm I'm just being hyperbolic as I always am right there, right there. But he, he goes 27 under on a par 71 over four days and beats the course by nine, beats the field by nine. Michael Kim, why? 50 strokes gain putting. Patrick Rogers, 2017, I'll never forget it, and you have to play him this week. It's where Patrick Rogers, who was bomber, all of a sudden became this amazing putter. He gained like eight strokes putting. Strokes game putting. Lost to Bryson. All right, let's talk. I'm, I'm so heated. I hope that made sense. Whatever. Let's talk to Ryan and John. Cash Tiger Woods, y'all. Hello. All right, all right. So I'm watching this, watching this, the match. They're all hacks. Brady, here, we're going to watch this tee ball by Brady. He's using a four iron, a par four, 443. This should be good. That's not a bad shot, actually. It's his best one today. Did you see him drive the par four to like six feet? No, I didn't. Yeah, the, like the only hole they won. <laughs> Phil sucks. I mean, they all, I mean, Rogers has been carrying this whole show. He's a, he's a very good golfer. Um, and Brady hates losing. Well, you know, he has, <clears throat> he has a lot of extra time in, uh, January and February to practice. Oh, you got oh, him. Oh, you got him. Oh, look at this. Look at that. Look at that snappy. <laughs> that's in the fucking wilderness. But <laughs> that's in Iowa. Oh, Phil. That's the thing about this course. And it, first of all, why do we live where we do when we could live in Big Sky, Montana? It be they hired they hired the Von Trapp family to be spotters. They're all these blonde Aryan guys. See, did you see the wilderness out there, Josh? Like I saw the bears. The bears. I didn't. They were. I heard them saying that they equipped the golf carts with bear spray, and I didn't. That, <laughs> I didn't know if that was a joke or not, but I was just treated like it was not a joke, and I thought it was cool. Did you see Baker Mayfield? No, I, I you texted about it, but I don't that, know what you're talking about. Uh, he didn't look good. Yes. Does he look better or worse than Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> he looked like Baker Methfield. <laughs> Rodgers doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't look like a. It doesn't look like a guy who's been playing football recently. <laughs> oh, look how bothered Brady is right now by losing. He's just so bothered that he sucks. Yeah, All right, here Aaron, we go. Yeah. Someone just DM me, by the way, that said Paul Casey will win the British Open. <laughs> what do you think about that? Um, no, he won't. Okay, that's it. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, <clears throat> so here's the thing. This week, the John Deere Classic. I don't have much to say about this course, mine, except for Michael Kim won twenty-seven under by nine strokes, and he made fifty birdies. <laughs> That that's all you need to know about the John Deere Classic is that you got to putt your balls off and make a million birdies, and the only way to do that is by putting your mind out and hitting twenty footers. I you can't say much more on a par seventy one. The guy goes twenty seven under, who missed forty cuts in a row. This course is extremely easy if you're rolling it well. Remember Patrick Rogers in twenty seventeen? He gained like fifty strokes putting. He was a bomber, and then all of a sudden, Patrick Rogers became eight strokes putting game putting guy. Remember that? It was like his his, well, trans- his whole short game too. Like he's got a great short game now. Yeah, yeah. It was this complete transformation, and he still finished second. However, however, to this guy walking through the woods right now looking for his ball, Bryson. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy. He just walked over his ball. These guys are hacks. It's a oh my god! 
I, I like this week. I don't. I, I like the chalk. Oh my god, Josh, have you seen the ownership projections? Uh, yeah, um, I don't know. It's a lot to take in there. <laughs> it, it's how do they construct teams with this ownership when everything is twenty five percent at eight eight five and above? It does. Yeah, it doesn't seem to to line up. Although I think the ownership on uh, Burger might be a little low. Yes. It's not going to be 18%. No way. He no. shouldn't be, but if people are just going to play Harmon and, and Henley, then, you know, I guess he can be. My guy, Seamus Power at 22%. He's going to be the highest zone golfer in the field. Rust, Rusty Henley at 25 I got burned by – so, you well, Ryan, ahead, ahead, you know this. The Bod, also known as Hank Lebiota. Yeah. Um. He's been one of my guys. Yeah. But he's one of my guys when you're, you scroll, 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 scroll. He's 6,200, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't play him last week because I thought it was too expensive. Yes. And no one – I don't know. I will I will lose this week if he does well. I'm there's, not. There's not a lot of scrolling to Hank because now he's mid-eights and 22% owned. How, how do you like them apples? Yeah. I mean – of the two, like that's absurd chalk plays between Power and Hank. I, if I had to pick one, I'm picking Power. Yeah, I'm actually going to go the other way because I'm, I'm I'm just going to pick the better putter, uh, and that's Leviota. So, um, so this Why? weekend is an absolute roll of the dice. You want to maybe get some uh, entries into the four 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 four, some oh, FGWCs, <laughs> something like this. You, this is completely unpredictable this week. Period. I um, mean, camp. You had one of the camp scams winning last week. We had the wrong one. I, of course, had Camp Champ, who God love him, is fucking terrible. <laughs> I don't know what is up with that guy, but he's not good. Um, but then, of course, Neiman, our pick, Josh, down to the wire winner. Um. Last weekend, it was. I, I think I had everyone in second place and was still 11,000th. So it just, you know, if you didn't have Troy Merritt hitting what two aces, you gotta have you gotta have the luck. And Troy Merritt's now 16% at 9k this week, virtually. What are we doing? Yeah, there's a lot to digest here this week. Um, Talk about the course, Ryan, because I don't have a lot of notes on it, surprisingly. John Deere Classic is one of the ones I don't. I just know you need to make a fuck ton of Bernies. Maybe you should sub- subscribe to greensquare.golf. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's some great course notes there. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, it's an easy course. Um, Moosonomic. Tree-lined parklands. Is that how you would describe it? Yes. Um, but, some, but, the, but the opening nine, there's not a lot of tree-linedness except for like the seventh, eighth, and ninth hole. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, look, it is, I mean, as you said, right, it's a birdie fest. And when you have a birdie fest, there are two things that you need. Well, there's really one, putting, right? But you also need iron play. Um, There's only three par fives. So I guess if you're taking an angle, right, you can maybe tone down the par five scoring a little bit. Um, There's a lot of, I'm not, you know, huge on like proximity ranges, but, you know, guys are hitting wedges and stuff like that. So short iron proximity, uh, strokes gain approach, putting, birdies. Um, and I think, you know, I'm going to weigh recent form a lot more than I normally do just because, like, I guess however you splice it, guys playing well are making a lot of birdies and you need to make 25 or 30 to. birdies this week. So. so there's three par fives, three par fives that are very easy. And then what, one of the most unusual, I mean, we have seen with Siwoo Kim before, no form winning the Players' Championship, but Michael Kim winning it. Minus twenty seven, which is an absolute runaway. Wasn't there weather that year or something? I feel like there was a lot of rain delays, and I don't know. I could be remembering something else. He gained fifty strokes putting. I mean, it was absurd what happened. So anything can happen when you're rolling it well. Yeah, but but to to do twenty seven under on a par seventy one is bananas. So, I mean, anything. Anything can happen. I would. You look for the low birdie makers, low priced birdie makers. P. Raj, still five percent owned, not five to nine percent owned. Hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think the ownership's going to be interesting this week, like you talked about. Uh, and I think you have to, yeah, I think you have to pivot. And I think there's a lot of price discrepancies. Like, I mean, just to kind of throw one out there, you know, last week there were two guys that everybody seemed to be on in the seven Ks, Maverick McNeely and Bo Hostler. Uh, both did pretty well last week and now they're a thousand dollars apart. Um, I don't know about you. I, I don't see a tremendous difference between kind of those two guys and one's 88 and one's 7,800. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of those sort of decisions this week. Here's Josh. Here's what I want to talk about in because most of these things, like last week, it played out. You didn't need to play Bryson at all. Obviously, you missed the cut. So when you have guys like Berger, who clearly the class of the field, um, you know, you, you play a hundred tournaments, you're going to want Berger every time in this type of field. But at eleven point one in a tournament where you're going to need to make ton of birdies what 30 more is is burger gonna give you the value you need for that birdie return for that price and do you play him burger i mean think of anyone over 10 cam davis no way he's going back to back but cam davis Harmon, m burger what do you do yeah well <clears throat> with <laughs> With it being so many birdies, there's certainly going to be less of an emphasis on place position. So, you know, identify, you know, ideally you want to identify the winner, but it shouldn't be as important to have, you know, that many top 10s and top 20s because people can make up for it with streaks and birdies that they can't otherwise do on a more difficult course. Um, I'm having a lot of difficulty with the, you know, I got burned by Bryson last week. Um, I don't know if that will, I mean, have, if that will have some carryover people having gun shy about playing the, you know, the most expensive guy on the board, unlike last week where he was most expensive and highest owned. Um, it's not currently looking like he'll be the highest owned, but, um, I still expect him to be a little higher than 18%. You know, my problem with the top of this range is I, I'm kind of aligned with the field. I like to try to leverage my feelings on certain players if uh, they're different than the field, but I'm pretty aligned with the field in that I like Berger, Harmon, Henley the most, and that's what everyone likes the most. Mm -hmm. I'm not feeling good about him, and I'm not feeling good about Davis. Um, so I don't, I haven't really figured out what I'm going to, how I'm going to approach that. Um, because, you know, it's not great just to be Chalk City up there. It's it, To me, it's who can make enough putts to make enough birdies to win this tournament. Can M do that? M, to me, is more of a tough course player. Harmon, I think, can. Berger, I think, can. But Pricey? Cam Davis? No. Um, how did Kevin Na get to 9-5? <laughs> Is bananas? You want to play an Alex Noren, Ryan? Right? I mean, because obviously. Of um, yeah, I, I, I think it's really interesting. You know, Nas is a perfect example of a guy who just, um, you know, he, he certainly fits the mold here, but he just hasn't been good. Um, I think Merritt, like what you said, he completely fits the mold here, has the form. But are, are, I mean, are you paying nine k for Troy Merritt? I feel like you can't. No, no, he's he's the best putter in the field. Uh, obviously has exceptionally good form. So, you know, I see, I was going to say, I, I see the merit, but I uh, wasn't going to do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's but, tough. So it's tough. When that whole kind of <clears throat> analysis, when you're saying, am I going to pay X amount for this player? I think that lends itself better to weeks where there is the, the you know, the ROMs, the DJs, the Brysons at the top where we just have to get them in their lineup. I mean, am I going to feel awful if I have a lineup that doesn't have Berger or Harmon in it? I'm not really. Yeah. <laughs> and it's right. It's not going to look that much different than if I start my lineup with Kevin Streelman. So although I'm in, I'm general in agreement with the idea of I don't like to pay for overpriced golfers, I think in a week like this, where you're not foregoing playing some great stud with, I think I'm a little bit more likely to say, well, I mean, not that I like Nah, but I might go, oh, well, I don't care that not, not that, you know, these overpriced because who cares if I don't play burger? Yeah. I mean, for that price, I mean, based on even last week, 
they Berger would probably have to win. Now, here's the funny part from last week is that, and this is a PSA for anyone out there, especially if you're using uh, Lineup HQ on Roto Grinders, free, free plug right there. If you don't adjust the minimum salary for your lineup, which I didn't, <laughs> I got a good one. My, my, my average lineup was 42,000. It I could work Saul, this week. Saul texted me and was like, how did that lineup construction happen for you? And I said, oh shit, I didn't adjust it. So most of my lineups left what? Money on the table. Like eleven grand. Yeah, I mean, the problem I, I, was the problem was as you said, Josh, on the weekend, I would give anything for. You said it differently, but for Redmond to make the cut, Redmond fucked us all. I, Again, yeah, I'm going back to Redmond, but we'll get. No, there. I'm not. I think you have but to. Yeah, I think you do. But um, <laughs> this, I, I know that. Jokes aside, I don't think there's a, much of an issue leaving salary on the table this week. Thank you. Oh, I'm not saying that you you need to do it intentionally, but if you have, I mean, I don't think fifty thousand dollar lineups are going to have are going to look that much different than forty nine five or maybe even forty nine. They're not. What about thirty eight five? Well, yeah, I mean, it will certainly be unique. Give you that. I mean, I don't generally, I don't generally leave salary because I always feel like there's a better upgrade. But I don't think, like, do I think there's a huge difference between, um, I don't know, like Seamus Power and Kevin Na? Like, there's, I don't think there's any difference. And wow. I mean, I mean, yeah, certainly one's a proven tour winner. But I, I mean, right now, right here, I don't think that. You know, five hundred dollars. It's not like oh, I need to upgrade a certain player. But. So, so the the other thing is like a lot of people are are talking a little bit about Siwoo Kim. In fact, someone said that he wasn't a good putter, and I thought he, he's a very good putter. In my opinion, he's a very good putter. If you're one of the players, you're a pretty good putter. He's at nine one. Your guy, Josh Aaron Wise, nine two. This is a tough range for you. There's a lot here I like. I, yes. Noren's my favorite. Again, <laughs> so does everyone. But I, I like Streelman too. Um, and I oh, don't know. Well, but a very good account on Twitter. You guys probably follow him. Is it was it PGA Stats? PGA PGA Splits One Hundred One. Uh, yeah, he posts some good stuff. Really yeah, good like, stuff. And he I said like the it. number one player who plays in the Midwest is Streelman. Strokes gained. Yeah. Uh, as as much as I like that account and has very valuable information, I don't find that piece of information very valuable. Oh, whatever. It it <laughs> just reconciled with your anyways. fucking belief right there. So Slut plays Strowman every week. I, yes, you know, of course he does. He's trying to talk people out of it. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I I love the place here. Um I don't really I, I I, I guess I'm playing Aaron Wise because he's my brand somehow. Yes. I, like, I, I kind of like fell into that. I don't even know. But isn't Aaron Wise your brand at 6'9"? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tough to pay. tough to be this for him. I don't I don't really, but no, but I, I like the whole, all of the nines a lot better than the eights. So yes. I'm probably just going to get overweight on my favorite chalk here and maybe avoid some of this chalk eight. Garbage. I mean, Wise. Well, I mean, Wise is a bad wedge player and a bad putter. So I, I just, I mean, I'll probably yeah. get burned by mm-hmm. it. But like, he just, he just does not at all seem to be the type of guy you want to play here. Okay, so here, let's go to the eights because, because we talked, because here's the one that surprises me for projected ownership at eleven ten percent. Sub nine, Pat Kazire. Mm. I can never play Pat and Kazire, but Pat and Kazire has been killing me lately. I'm really. This seems like an absolute Pat Kazire shitstorm, fucking thirty under type week to me, because he can yeah. do. He, he yes, he's a pretty good iron player, and he can put the lights out. That's what you need. The guy can't hit a fairway. Who cares? He can't chip. <laughs> Who, cares? Who cares? You don't need to chip this week. He's a good uh, iron player, and he can put his 
balls off. I'm and with you in terms of I do like Kazire. I actually bet Kazire this week, so it's I kind thought of he'd be twenty percent. Yeah, I mean, look, you can never get him right. I I think what I hate most about Pat Kazire is he not only sucks when you play him, and he's great when you don't play him, but then you fade him again on Sunday Showdown and you shoot sixty two. Uh, it happens a lot. I don't have the data to back that up, but it seems like that guy shoots eight or nine under on a Sunday as much as anybody else. So I'm on board this week. Perfect course yes. for him. Irons, wedges, yes. putter. Let's go. And Mad McNeely too. I'm, I like I'm there to, as well. Yes. I just think the price is high. Merritt can't do it. Uh, Glover just can't putt well enough. He's killing me. Zach Johnson, never get right. Lebiota too much. Way too Ryan high. Moore, never. 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 Ryan Moore's on the blacklist. I can't play him, but I think one of you should. Never. Oh, okay. I'm never I'm gonna, absolutely not. Um, absolutely not. I'm playing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna play some ZJ. Yeah, I bet ZJ. See, so the is, rumor is that he's a good putter. I, I don't. I, I've never seen it. Matt, Matt, is, look at the ball striking stats from the Traveler. That's it. That's all I got to do. Okay. I just need. Yeah, I just need one good event, and ZJ had had one good event, and now it's coming to the best course on tour for him. Let's do it. Hey, so Josh, is, here's your thing. Yes. You talk about Lebiota. We, we talked about him. But the your bot. other brand is Johnny Vegas. No, please. Don't saddle me with Wise and Vegas. I, You know I don't get Vegas right. Got to play no. Vegas. Oh, I'm going to play Vegas. But, so, AK 17%. But talk to me about Redmond here because I am Can't do shocked it. to see this ownership projection. Is everyone going back to him? Of course. I, I'm never going back to him, ever. He's done. Uh, I think nope. people are going to go back He's to him. Charles Howell the third to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look, I said this last week on the podcast. Now, this is a completely different course, but I said, look, you know, I was very concerned by his off the tee numbers. I don't think it's a good course fit. Now, here, I actually do think this is a decent course fit for him. Uh, but if he's going to be owned, then there's just no reason to go back there. <clears throat> yeah, I, I was hoping to see a lower projection ownership. I, I'm not going to play Chalk Redman right there. Um, I'd rather give temporary exemption to Ryan Moore from the blacklist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I certainly have, have, have bad feelings about Johnny Vegas, but I mean, the ball striking has been incredible. I'm, I'm, you know, a little worried that we haven't seen him since the U S open where he wasn't great. He made the cup. It wasn't great. And, uh, of course, the fact that he's about the worst putter in this field. So those don't help, <laughs> but hopefully he can find it. Because he has played right. well here before. I've got – okay, here are the sevens. There are three names that really surprised me in terms of projected ownership and then the price. One, Tom Lewis. i become a Tom Lewis guy. And he played ex- extremely well last week. He's 7'5", still sub-10% owned. I'm very surprised like by that considering some of the guys that jumped up to nine and a half K and in double digit ownership. JT Poston, who I never get right, but he can burn you if you don't get it right. And he is he's a, a very, very, very good putter. He can make a ton of birdies. He's sub three percent projected. Mitchell, another one we could talk about. Rogers, obviously sub ten. And then Haggy. Okay, you love Haggy. Could have won, huh? He could have won last. You love Haggy. He was our pick at six point four, and now he's seven point two, and he can he hits at four hundred and puts the daylights out. He's sub five. How is that possible? Considering he's some a of the terrible iron players? player, isn't he? You don't need iron play. You just need putting. Yes, that's all you need. <laughs> I I'm in on Hagee. Uh Agree with you on Poston. Don't ever. <laughs> Don't ever, pasta <laughs> don't ever really feel great when I see him on a roster, but no. you know, when you're scrolling through like when you're scrolling through the Twitter timeline and you see like five fire flames in a row, it's like always oh, Boston. <laughs> Here's the and, thing with Boston. He's either minus sixteen or plus sixteen. And there's nothing in between. Yeah. I, I so as anyone said, uh Richie? Richie? Uh, Wierenski? Yes. yes. No. No. He can't yes. pod. Uh, no, he can. This is he can <laughs> pod actually. Very good putter. I don't know. Um so I someone who's I'm I'm in on him. I'm gonna go and go back to Mito. Everyone was he no. was like Listen, you need to do something. Well, let's put it this way. 
I have chalk I like elsewhere, so I need to can't eat chalk everywhere. So, I mean, he you know his first tour start, whatever, you just give him a pass. Now he's in this easy field. It's more like a it's like a corn fairy field. <laughs> I think he's going to be fine. I feel like I feel like Richie Wierenski, because of his brand, is kind of like a Streelman light, and Streelman is a good golfer, but this this so unexciting you don't want to play him. That's Richie. Yeah, no, we're not. Isn't yeah, he MAGA too? <laughs> Isn't Richie MAGA? They, yes, they all are. Um, <laughs> so, I th- one, you guys missed the most obvious play of the year here. Uh, Mark Hubbard? Steve Stricker is $7,700. He goes without saying. You didn't even have to. I mean. It yeah. Does he know the guy just won the senior players? He's playing. He fucks Matt, us Matt this guy is skipping the senior U.S. He Open sucks. to be here. He yeah, sucks. Um, no, we're we're absolutely playing Stricker. No, I played Stricker colonially. He missed, he missed the cut every time this year on the PGA Tour. Uh, Check the stats. We're absolutely playing Bo Hostler again. Oh, um, what a start by Ryan. Go to Scott Piercy now. Embarrassingly, um, I'm just gonna have to whisper this one. Kyle Stanley. Yeah. Well, I don't mind. Yeah, I think we have to do right. that. But um, is he, is he, you've got a sick scrolling, scrolling down, Matthew, to the bottom of the 7K range. Uh, Bo Hogue was <laughs> number one strokes gain approach last week. No, that is not hang a joke. On. Hang on, hang on. This, this is not a bit. No. <laughs> All right, so Midwest. I can't stop Hang yeah, on. we got Midwest, plays his best in this part of the country, played well at the Memorial, qualified for the U.S. Open in Ohio. Come on, let's do it. Um, that's a guy who hits really good irons, makes a lot of birdies. He's 7,100. I've never seen him make a lot of birdies, just for the record. Yeah, he doesn't get a lot of coverage. But, yeah, I mean, I do think, I mean, if you're looking for a guy who's going to be 3 4% owned, whatever it is, to round out your mm-hmm. – Chalky lineups, you could do worse than that. Um, and then, of course, I would course, say so, the Razzle Day Dazzles are David McCarthy and Andrew Putnam. If you want the two best putters in, in the in the world, or top five, McCarthy and Putnam. Yeah, you you can't go wrong with putters. Mm-hmm. I'm play Vaughn Taylor for all I care. Play Kadira. That guy's been putting the lights out. Have you seen Vaughn Taylor's swing? I mean, I posted it. It's silky. That swing. Silky. Yes. Uncle Vaughn is amazing. Yeah. Um, well, before Ryan gets to say, I'm going to jump on it, Bronson Burgoon. No, never. I'm an addict. You always. just set that up for me. I can't. I will double down with Tyler Duncan. Come on. Let's get both Aggies in one lineup T Dunks and Bronson Burgoon. I did 30%. Yeah. I can't. I, Josh, if you've ever played Bronson Burgoon, you'd know never to play him. You can't be Ryan, serious. Hold on a second. Ryan, do I play Bronson Burgoon? Every week. Yeah, how did it bro. go the last couple of weeks? It, listen, it's going. It's been going well, not necessarily <laughs> in the golf lineups, <laughs> yes. but overall, <laughs> things are going well. Yeah, these last oh results are awesome. Ready? A miscut thirteen, miscut thirteen, miscut, miscut, miscut. Yes, well, let's get that thirteen, hold buddy. Hold on, but you read them in the wrong order. Read them the reverse <laughs> order. Doesn't help. Read them. It does because it shows you a pattern that he's about to come in 13th. (laughs) (laughs) If he comes in 13th, I'll play him every week. Yeah, I do think there's a lot down here this week. Um, And especially if you are playing the chalk at the top, like if you're doing Burger Henley or Burger Harmon lineups, um, I think playing two guys in the 6K is going to be necessary. Maybe three. All right. Well, speaking of 6K, okay, here's here's the guy everyone's kind of circling right now, still low ownership, is Roger Sloan. I kind of like it. Um, Ben Martin, I can't go back to that ever. I'm gonna, he's on, he's completely blacklisted. Ben on, never. Uh, can't make enough putts. Uh, what else is down here? Bronson Burgoon. <laughs> that sounds like a good play. Um, JB Holmes, my boy, Ryder. Nope, never Ryder. Can't do it. Never Ryder. Bobby Shells, never again. There was a time where you were rostering him in showdown a lot, totally a lot. I tell you, who does make a lot of cuts and enough birdies to warrant his price is uh, Jimmy Josh Teeter. 
Is this a teeter course? I guess we're close to Kentucky, right? He doesn't have to be near Kentucky to play well. Um, yeah, I can see. I don't see Teeter as a. Oh, here we go. No, a birdie fest guy, right? I feel mm-hmm. like those kind of island events where nine under, ten under, eleven under, it's windy, right? He does really well there, where he has to grind out some pars. Is Teeter going to make twenty five birdies? I feel like someone's going to hit Ventura here in a second. I'm just going to brace myself. So there's, I want to stop him before we get there. Um, there are two names that I think in the high sixes are vastly superior to anyone else. Um, right. One is Vince Whaley, who we play every week. <laughs> and the other is Adam I, Shank. I played Vince Whaley in showdown. I think it was Sunday, Josh, probably. He's not a showdown play. He's not a showdown play. Well, that means he's not an anytime play because he, because he was the only guy who was like plus. He's gonna five. tie. He's gonna tie for 29th and make a decent number of birdies for 6,800. Oh, um, it does feel like he is terrible. Yes, a thousand dollars too cheap. Yes. No, I, I'm listen. You know, I'm the biggest proponent of my man Vince, but the approach game has been really bad. <laughs> you don't need irons. We just talked about this. <laughs> Um, but no, Adam Shank is is probably my favorite play here. I you know I do think he's going to be owned this week. Um, he finished sixth here last time. Seems to make a lot of cuts, and and he has the right skill set. So I think I'm going to play those two. And then Matt, one of our old our old flames, flashed some form last week. Kevin Tway. Yes, is that a thing? I'm so, so glad you mentioned that. He's 6,300. Yes. Like I think for 6,300, he can make a cut. Really low ownership, make enough birdies to warrant the price. Yes. Yeah, he's – I mean, he's obviously long, but he surprisingly has a good short game. So, I don't know. But the ball striking was excellent last week. No, he's good. Yeah, let's play he some He is play. good. Totally agree. Never Bobby Shells. Worse than Bohog. There's Bobby some names Shell. down at the bottom of this field. Jesus. Josh, your input? Well, I gave you some names and you made fun of me. Um, but did did you mention Tway? <laughs> yes, we mentioned Tway. Um, I don't really like a lot of the sixes. I'm pretty limited. Let me just pull up what I've got as a pool so far. Yeah, so far I only have seven below seven. And mm-hmm. we've named. Do we have named, to slap? Do we have to play Bramlet again? No. Nope. All right. Good. Nope. Um, but I think I think and I think you've talked me off of a few of them just by mentioning. Them. <laughs> so yeah, I don't have a lot down here other than Burgoon and Sloan. Uh, um, l- let me just tell you, don't play Burgoon. Oh, we're playing Burgoon. Come on. Uh, nope. Overruled. Okay. Uh, Tway. Yes. Well, there's one Tway. more here. Uh, Chris Baker. Nope. Don't know. He's one of those. The guy can putt. The, the guy can putt. He's made three cuts in a row. That's about. He's all one I need of those guys that I've just associated with. I think he's on a podcast. I think he's part of No Laying Up. I just don't think he's a real golfer. He's like a creative golfer on on like a video. Yes, game. Chris exactly. Baker. Yeah, Chris Baker. I can't. I can't blame. Yeah, there's one name that jumping back into the low sevens. I'd like your input in. I, he just seemed to be doing some things that I did well and mm-hmm. kind of great. No, he's a, he's a, he's a lock. You know that. How about this guy? I don't like this guy, it, although he does have a lot of encore swag. CT Pan. Mm. I didn't even know he still had a tour card. I don't. I think that CT Pan is the same price every week, and I cannot tell you what he does week to week. I played him somewhere. Maybe it was like Schwab or something, but. Um, he had a couple of decent events with ball striking. I, yeah, I guess he makes sense. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think I mean, he's a good enough putter. He, no, he's certainly not a good putter. Well, this is his best putting surface. You should know. Mm-hmm. Ah, the grass tail, Matt. Oh, Josh is a grass tail. Here, Here we go. So you don't believe in the, the – I know you do. You're just saying that as a bit. I know you believe in the different surfaces. I don't. I do like Ryan, the Midwest no. narrative for Strillman, though. Ryan I do does. believe that faster greens allow for. <laughs> Here we go. Where's Greeno yes. when you need him? <laughs> yes. Fast greens allow for worse putters to do better. 
period. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, just look at the winners here. ZJ, 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 Stricker, 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 Spieth, Harmon, just all putters. Bryson. That's all it is. Kim. Oh, I forgot Bryson won here. Yes, yeah. it's one. You just have to put the lights out. Win. You have to hit some greens. That's about it. Uh, the surprising one is Fratelli, who won here, who can He's make a ton horrible. of birdies. He's been yeah, horrible. But, but so was Michael Kim horrible. But, he, but when he won, it was all putting. Yeah. But the, that's that's all. If you're going to be 27 under, you've got to make a ridiculous amount of stupid putts, like a Bo Hostler or someone like that. It just got to – it's just crazy. And who can do that? Yeah, Bo Hostler putted really well here last time when he played here, so there's that. I've I've got my winners. Let's do it. it Who do you have? Go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. Are we doing like one and one? Do you want to hear the betting card? What are we doing here? Yes, I got two. Go ahead. All right. Um, Well, at the top, you know, if we're picking from the top, I don't know. I just have a feeling like Harmon's going to win. So Brian Harmon at the top. I've been saying it for a few days now. And – I bet a bunch of guys here, but I'm going to go back to Bo Hostler. I think, I think he's going to be there again. Top five for Bo. Josh, I also like Harmon, um, but I am going to go with a guy who I've said will never win on tour. But I'm he's going to do it this week. He's going to prove me wrong. We're going with Norin. Mm. Mm. I can't argue with that. I like the Harmon pick. I think he can make a ton of birdies. I, I if I don't say that, I think a Kazire type mm-hmm. or a Haggy type. There you go. I said Haggy last week. Haggy Neiman. Those are my picks. And Redmond. <laughs> it could be the same as last week. We could just see like uh, Merritt. And Lebiota and Norin. No way, Merritt. He got a he's fucking lockboxed his way around. That's course. what I mean. He's a lockbox. Yeah. Yeah. No. All right. Harold Varner. Harold Varner. No one said Harold Varner at seven point. No. Who's winning the? Uh, just give me one name. Who's winning the Scottish? At least give me a stud because they're all over there. Harold Varner. <laughs> I don't know who's winning, Ryan. I'll give you a name. It's the best event of the year. Wow. Come on. Slap, who's winning? Zalatoris. Oh my God. You know what should be the it should be the medallion no, the medallion dangling pick of the week? Because I haven't heard the medallion dangling, but every time you hear that medallion dang, I listen. And I don't think it was Zalatoris. I just think that would be the funniest person to win there. Like yes. that would yeah, that would make. Be. I mean, yeah, that would be the most like enjoyable Twitter read if like seeing everyone freak out about that. That's that. Well, that or or Scotty Scheffler. Even I mean, he's in the same boat. Although he didn't suck last week. By the way, can can Josh and I it's, tell you, Ryan, about how obsessed it, we are with best ball on both Underdog and DraftKings? <laughs> I mean, we 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 do it obsessively. So I did it. I did it. Josh, I didn't tell you this. I did a entry into underdog and there's like four spots remaining. So I left my phone in my pocket and I didn't realize that it started. I come back and the team's already drafted and it drafted me one quarterback. It was Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who you, who you said is going to be the worst. The worst team. So I convinced, so he, you know, I told him that I get, no, I get number one a lot. And I convinced Matt that all you had to do is email DraftKings support and ask to get number one more often. And he actually <laughs> sent them an email. <laughs> I did not. But Josh gets a one one point one every time. He's blessed. He just it's just something we deal with around here. Yeah. Troy Merritt and Josh, you know, we've got something in common. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you so much. That was a very fun show. See you, boys.
you're not doomed in the dungeon, I'm 